Well, hello there, top teachers. We are your hosts, Bridget Spackman and Michelle Emerson, and we are here to make your life easier by helping you master your time, organization, and productivity as a teacher. Today is going to be a chatty episode. And with chatty episodes, we are going to be talking about one of the things that we love, and that is organization. So back in episode 85, wow, that seems like a really long time ago, we shared our thoughts on the popular Netflix show, The Home Edit. Today, Michelle and I have both watched the home edit season two on Netflix, <laughs> and we're going to share our thoughts with each other and all of you. But first, y'all know we've got to have a TSH. Today's time sucking hurdle is from Christy. I teach elementary theater and my classroom is the stage. Since the stage is also a shared space, I can't really leave anything on it. So I wheel a cart in and out and have my office slash desk area in the costume storage room. I share this office space with our dance teacher. She and I are totally good about sharing space for desks and such, but with the costumes also being there, shortage, shortage, (laughs) storage is a tad short and chaos often reigns. How do we fix it? We do, but then it just ends up in chaos again. Well, you know, it sounds like you have a pretty good start with like how you're managing a shared space. And it sounds like you may need to just kind of define your routine a little bit more. So you have to ask yourself, like, what is it that's causing the chaos? Is it that the costumes are not placed back correctly? Is it that you don't have the right amount of time or bins or like a defined space for everything? Determining the problem is going to be the key And then you're able to kind of establish that routine to maintain that space. So this means that it will take a little bit longer in the beginning. And we encourage you to have it like a checklist of all of the steps that need to happen before leaving the day. This will really help keep you focused and it's going to help you feel like you have it ready for the next time you come back in. Yeah, Christy, I completely agree with Bridget. Since you said, how do we fix it? We do, but dot, dot, dot. (laughs) It sounds like you've created an organizational system, which may or may not need some more tweaking, But more than anything, it sounds like you just need to work on resetting the space. I think having a checklist like Bridget suggested is perfect, but you might also want to consider ways that you can make it easier or more efficient on yourself. So here's an example. In my closet, I would always have clothes that I wore for like two hours that didn't need to be rewashed, but I also didn't want to hang them back up again because I'm like, well, I have worn them. So like they're a little dirty. They're just not super dirty. Is this normal? Like, do you do this too, Bridget? I don't wash my clothes every time and I hang them right away. (laughs) Okay. Well, these clothes were constantly like on the floor or I'd sit them like in a basket of other clothes. So I got a separate basket to house all of my like might wear again clothes. (laughs) So if there is a specific material or item that doesn't have a home and that's causing you chaos in your space, find a simple solution for it. Now, Another little thing came to mind. You mentioned having a cart, which I think is perfect to wheel in and out. And you mentioned costumes getting in the way. I wonder if there's a way that you could get one of those like rolling, not carts. What are they called? Like where you hang clothes and stuff? It's like a clothing rack. Yes, exactly. I wonder if you could have one of those to hang the costumes on. That way that could get wheeled out of the space when you're like really using Mm. it and then wheeled back in. I don't know. That might be, might be a little game changer. Yeah. Yeah. No, for (laughs) sure. So we picked this TSH um, because it was just such a unique space and situation. And then, which is like perfect for today's episodes because it's, it's like our time to chat about the home edit. (laughs) Again, Um, if you've been with us for like a long time, then you might remember episode 85. We watched the home edit. Here are our thoughts where Michelle and I just watched season one of the home edit separately, of course. And then we shared like all of our thoughts on that episode. Now, this was an episode we just thought would be fun. But it turns out y'all really loved it because it has been one of our most listened to episodes. Isn't that funny? (laughs) It is mind blowing. So since season two has been released, we're doing it again. Today's podcast episode is going to focus on season two of the home edit and our honest thoughts. But before we jump in, we do want to acknowledge and send um, our positive thoughts and just prayers to Clea from the show. 
not um, that she really ever listens to us, but in case you are now aware, um, Clea announced that at the beginning of April that she has breast cancer and that she has had a double mastectomy done in the middle of April. Um, unfortunately, I think that we've all kind of been impacted by cancer in just one way or another, um, whether it's yourself or a family member or a friend. Um, and it is a really challenging thing to go through and it is incredibly sad, but uh, hopefully this just serves as a reminder to everyone to go to the doctor, get your mammogram, um, get your wellness checks because you just really never know. So our thoughts and prayers are definitely with Clea. Yes. Beautifully said. Okay. So once again, Bridget and I watched these <laughs> separately. And can I just say, I think this was my first experience ever, like actually binging a show. Typically I can't do more than like two, maybe three episodes of a show at once. Cause my attention span, it just isn't there. Yeah. Y'all I watched all eight episodes of season two in one night. I've never done that. I and got Bridget, a text message at three o'clock in the morning saying I'm done. Yes. Like, You're joking me. <laughs> yes. Um, but Bridget, do you want to inform them why I had to watch it all in one night? Oh yeah. So <laughs> here's what I was doing. I was being a good person and I was like, oh, I'm going to go and look at like our podcast episodes. Cause I'll be very honest with everyone. Like whenever we have to sit down and record a podcast, my anxiety goes up. I don't so know why mine. I get super stressed. Um, I don't want to do it. Like I, in my head, I'm like trying to find ways to talk myself out of not being able to show up for the podcast recordings. <laughs> I don't know. It's so stupid. I really shouldn't feel this way. Um, but I went on ahead and was looking at the episodes to kind of get my head in the game. Like, I think it was what, Friday? Was yes, it, Friday? It, was, it was Friday afternoon. So I was looking at them and then I was like, oh my gosh, we are doing the home edit. I was like, I haven't watched the home edit yet. <laughs> and so I texted <laughs> Michelle and I'm like, um, we have to watch the home edit and I haven't watched a single episode. And this girl sends me back an audio message of her <laughs> dying laughing <laughs> because I'm sitting on the couch. I'm like scrolling Instagram reels, doing nothing productive. And I get this text and Bridget's like, you know, we have to watch the home edit. Like we're talking about it on Sunday. And I did. I recorded a voice memo of literally me just laughing, going, yep, haven't started. <laughs> So, good times, good times. So I binged all eight episodes. Initially, my plan was to do four and four, like four on Friday, four on Saturday, which I think is what Bridget did, right? I did, yes. Okay. Well, then I I informed Billy because he got home. He was like out at work or something. He was at an event and he comes home and he's like, what are you watching? And I explained the whole situation. And he goes, well, I want you to watch as many as you can tonight so that like Saturday night, you're not stressed trying to get them done, which was a good call. So then we kind of settled on, okay, I'm going to watch six on Friday and then two on Saturday. And I watched my six and then Billy and I got in bed. He fell asleep and I was like, you know what? I'm still awake. I'm still kicking. So I watched the other two and yes, I finished at like 3 a.m. Oh my word. Oh my <laughs> word. Okay. Um, before we jump into it, so again, Bridget and I have not discussed this at all. We're just going to go episode by episode <laughs> and just kind of share our thoughts. But Bridget, did you notice they technically changed, they changed the name? It. Yes. They changed it's now it. called Get Organized yes, with the and, home edit. And they changed the setup of the episodes because you would get to yes. finish. And now like they have it to where they would start a project, but you wouldn't get to be able to see the project finish. Yes. You have to watch the next episode. They are so sneaky. I know. So the first episode had that and I was like, what is going on? And then I realized I'm like, oh, they want you to like go into the next episode. Yes. And I will say it worked a lot of it the time. Did. It did. <laughs> the one where she like falls and like hurts herself. And I'm like, oh no, I need to watch. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So let's jump into episode one. And we're most likely going to spend a lot of time chatting on like episode one and two, and then <laughs> it'll kind of get less and less steam. <laughs> a little bit. Uh, but episode one, they start off by showing 
their like collaborative it's a house but it's like the home edit office yes i was like can we do that can we find like i want to i want a house together i want a house together where we but now you live in texas i live in pennsylvania i I am not going back to texas it is too hot over there okay i did that for many years my grandma didn't have an ac okay i struggled when i was young (laughs) our house can have an ac and i'm sorry we're not doing houston houston's way too humid oh so bad so so bad you can come to Austin. Um, but anyway, <laughs> so then they start off with the Hamiltons. So the Hamiltons are a family of four and they were redoing their pantry. Can I just say this family was stinking adorable? Their little boy, little boy I believe his so name was cute. Zane. Oh my gosh. I was dying. He was yeah. adorable. And I don't he, even want kids, but I saw him and I was like, you know what? Like he's pretty cute. Yeah. No, he's so cute. It's funny. Cause I don't really love to watch the pantry ones because I don't really have a pantry. So. Oh, see, I'm always like, I get, I have a home edit pantry essentially. And I, I love the pantry ones. She does. I really okay. enjoyed the part with Drew Barrymore though. That was fun. I did too. I like Drew Barrymore. Mm-hmm. Okay. What did you have any notes on like the Hamiltons? Um, so one of the things that I kind of realized is that the whole, like finding the priority and having Mm -hmm. the accessibility, like they talked a lot about like, okay, so if I know that I want to eat healthy, I need to have the healthy snacks in like the clear containers. Whereas some of the snacks that I know that are not as healthy, I'm going to put them behind like a concealed like wicker basket. And I thought that was really nice. I liked it that they like focused on the goals overall. um, And that was important. I agree. I think it's nice to have a goal going into the space. But what I'm just going to say, my little rant, and actually, if you go back and listen to the when we did this the first time, I think we had a lot more negative things than positive things. I know. <laughs> this time, it's far more positive. But one thing that, that bothered me is that whole separating, oh, the healthy versus the unhealthy food. That bothered me on a personal standpoint because I don't believe food is, is healthy or unhealthy. It's all about how much of that item that you have. Mm-hmm. And they even found that the lines are very blurry. Like at one point they were like goldfish, is that healthy or unhealthy? And it's yeah. like, well, it's, it's all about how much of it you eat. Like having a serving of it is fine. Yeah. If you eat the whole bag in one sitting, that's probably not the best for your body, but like, I prefer using like, is it nutrient dense or less nutrient dense? So that was just kind of something that bothered Hmm. me. But I do think the goal of, of, you know, what do we want from this space? And then making the organizational system fit that was very important. Yeah. Nice. I also really liked that they um, were taking things out of the boxes. I mean, like she, mm-hmm. when they went to go and dump, like, first of all, I was like, uh-uh, y'all is dumping somebody's food. Like, don't treat their food like that. <laughs> that was my first thought. But then I was like, oh my gosh, there's like two or three things in that giant box that is taking yes. up so much room. And I think, you know, even as teachers, I feel like there are crayon boxes or marker boxes that I feel like are semi not like all together Mm -hmm. and instead of just dumping them out and putting them inside of their own like respective bins so I thought that that was like an interesting thing to kind of pick up on too yes and I will say because I do that with my pantry I have all of the bins in the containers and I take things out of the boxes and I love it it's such a satisfying feeling when I get home from like the grocery store and I empty in for example, more cereal and I put it into the bin and then I like flatten out the box and take it out to recycling and it feels, I feel accomplished. I don't know how to explain it. Plus, and here's something that they brought up in the episode. She asked, Clea and Joanna asked the mom when it came to cereal, she was like, would you rather have the boxes or would you rather have the clear bins? And I, the clear bins, a lot of people kind of hate on them because they're like, you're taking it from a box and putting it into a bin. Like that's so stupid. But she brought up a good point. She said, when it comes to cereal, I want to be able to look at it and go, oh, we need more of that or no, we're good on that. And you can't see that from the box. You have to open up the box, take out the bag, figure out how much is left. Whereas having those clear bins makes it very easy to figure out how much is left. And so in our classrooms, having clear containers for supplies, like things that you're going to have to replenish is a huge time saver because you can easily open up the cabinet or open up the drawer and look and see what you have. Was this the episode where Cleo was at home and she was like, I need a grocery list. And the kids were like, oh, we need more of the yellow snacks and the green snacks. Yes. Yes. I was like, that's actually really cute. (laughs) 
Yeah, so that was like in between the Hamiltons and the Drew Barrymore segment. And I will say both of their houses oh. are flipping gorgeous. That pool. Like, oh my gosh. Gorgeous. Yeah, Clea's house is very much my style. Like, loved it. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're going to go back to the Hamiltons because I have more notes on that. But I, you brought up them, like their own houses yeah. in the pantries. Can I just say, I love seeing like their spaces, but we all know. They cleaned that up before the camera oh, crews came in for there. Sure. Because for sure. we do that with vlogging, right? Oh, like yeah. if I'm vlogging at home, I'm like, oh gotta clean that up. Like oh, I look in the frame and I'm like, oh, gotta move that out. I of was here. doing my vlog on the bathroom and I was like, all right, I'm throwing out everybody's stuff and I'm just shoving it in my room real quick. Yes. <laughs> and I wish they showed more of that because it creates this illusion of like, oh, their houses always look perfect. And they don't. And they mentioned that. Like they even yeah. said how they have to like reset the space and all that. But I wish they would show it because it would make people feel better. Yeah. You know what I mean? No, I agree. Okay. Uh, back to the Hamiltons. Other notes? I don't think really I had anything else. Okay. Um, well, I, think, I do. I think I really <laughs> liked how they said like organization is not like a one size fits all solution and that it's mm-hmm. more of a lifestyle. And yes. it's all, all about just creating those systems that help kind of continue on with that journey. And I like how they were kind of throwing in some of those little tidbits. And this was like even throughout all of the different episodes. I think they were would remind you of like these like, yes. oh, yeah, you're right. Like, I feel good about that. Yeah, and they brought that up in quite a few of the episodes. A lot of the people who are having their spaces organized would say like, I just need the systems and then I can maintain it. Like, that's not a problem. Yeah. I just, I need help establishing the systems, which yeah. is interesting because I think maybe moving forward on our podcast, we can keep that in mind and talk more about setting up the systems. Yes. Um, couple of notes that I had. First of all, at the beginning, they made a comment about how kids are visual. And this goes back to yes. the whole, like, if they can see the healthy snacks, then that's what they'll gravitate for. But it made me think about in our classrooms, Kids, because they are visual, oh my gosh, visual, we need to have things that we want them using visible. Yes. So I remember one of my assistant principals was big on this when it came to math manipulative. She's like, you can't have them in a cabinet. A kid's not going to go into the cabinet to get the manipulatives. But if you have them out in the open right by their desk, they're going to grab them because they're going to see them. And so personally, I used the cabinet for the storage of whatever manipulatives we weren't using, but then whatever we needed for that unit, I would take out and I had it a basket at each group. So that way they were more likely to like see it and use it. Yes. So yeah, I thought no, that was that important. Was, and I think they talk about that even, I know I have that note somewhere else and I can't remember where it was, but just making sure that it, they have like, it's the accessibility, which is just so, so important for them. Not putting things up somewhere where they're not going to be able to reach them. And it's yes. really just looking at like, who am I designing this space for? And so as teachers, we often want to design it for us because we want it to look cute, but we have to remember that we are not the only ones in that space, that we also have to really consider the kids and make sure that we're organizing it, designing it for them. Yes. I also want to note their pantry was huge. It reminded me of my pantry. Like I have a very big pantry now that I love, but Here's what's interesting. I think a lot of people mistakenly think, well, I just need more space and that will fix my problem. Like I just don't have enough space. And I think this pantry highlighted, they had a huge pantry. Like the size of the pantry didn't change, but they still did not have the systems. Therefore it was not organized. So it's not always the size of the space. It's those systems that you have in place. Ha! Didn't mean to rhyme, but I did. Um, Another note, I'm almost done, I promise. This is where I had most of my notes. Yeah, yes, I, my first one is he- pretty heavy. <laughs> so the trail mix station that they created because oh the dad loved trail mix, it was so adorable, but it reminded me of Extreme Makeover Home Edition. Did you ever watch that show? No. Okay. They would go into these houses and they'd go into the kid's room and they'd find like one little horse figurine on the floor. And they're like, you're getting a horse room. And like they would design the whole room around it. And I just felt like they were like, he likes trail mix. We're giving him a trail mix bar. And it just seemed a little over the top. I mean, it did seem nice. But at the same time, it's like, "Mm, are you actually going to use that that often? Although, (laughs) I mean, now I really do want some trail mix. I'm not going to lie. I love trail mix. 
Yes. And they had like all the dried fruits and I'm like, oh, oh gosh, that yum. looks so good. Uh, <laughs> And then I also had down that they had a team of people, and this is true for all of the yes. episodes. Most of us do not have that. So even though they're going into this space and within two days, they have like a fully organized system, that's not realistic for most of us. Like know that it takes time if you're doing it either by yourself or maybe you have one or two other people helping you. Y'all, they have a team, an yeah. entire team. Yeah. So. Don't take it personally if it's taking you a long time. <laughs> and then the last thing, this is going back to their little boy, Zane. <laughs> so they were talking about how he doesn't, you know, go after healthy foods. And then suddenly the and pantry's organized. The <laughs> yes. So they have all of their like fruits and vegetables organized by color and they have cherry tomatoes and he takes a cherry tomato and eats it, which the mom is like, he's never done that before. And she's all happy. If you look at his face, he bites into it and you can tell he's like, oh, like I do not like I this. I missed that. Yes. I did not see that at all. Cause they didn't bring attention to it. Cause they wanted it to be like, oh, he's eating the healthy food. And then what cracked me up even more is the dad in like a separate interview, the dad goes, well, yeah, like he thought it was a cheese it <laughs> That's why he ate it. <laughs> I died laughing at that. I just thought it was hilarious. <laughs> oh my gosh. And I love how she had a, a oh. Ziploc bag with all those cheese it balls when she was showing him his own little kitchen area. Oh yes. I was like, oh, oh my yes. gosh, there's the cheese its So cute. Okay. On to Drew Barrymore. Oh my gosh, that kitchen. So cool. Beautiful. It was wild though. That was probably one of my favorite transformations. Like where it was like the beginning into like the after was like, oh my gosh. Like how do you manage something like that? And then when they were breaking all the glass, that was one of the episodes where I was like, I need to go to the next one. Drew Barrymore looks mad. (laughs) Well, and I love that, you know, at first they were showing the space and they're like, I don't know how we're going to get this all to fit. And then at the end, they're like, oh, yeah, it magically all fit. And I'm like, y'all also broke like 20 different things. You broke so no 20 wonder. things. And you <laughs> added like multiple more shelves like behind yes. the other set of shelves. Yes. Yes. So keep things in like that in mind that when you're seeing this, it's not really truly real all the way. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Were there any little like. Um, so I'm looking at my notes. Takeaways. <clears throat> Uh, I really like how Clea mentioned that labeling is like a set of instructions, which is so important and that it's really important to kind of add those labels. I remember there was a time period where I was really lazy and I didn't want to add the label and I'm like, well, I know it goes there, but it's so important for other people who are utilizing that space to have that set of instructions to know that, oh, this is supposed to go here. I also really liked that they added these post-it notes in the beginning Uh to define where things were originally going to go. I love doing that when I first enter a new space. I will sit there and think about, okay, well, where do I want things to go? I'm going to add my post-it notes and then I'm going to think about the flow of everything. Because obviously if you need utensils, you don't want to walk like all the way to the other side. You want your utensils to be somewhere where the stove is, right? Yes. And that flow piece is really important. And it allows you to easily move around the sticky notes like as you start planning because other things will come to mind and you'll realize, oh, I actually need to move this. And so the sticky notes is a really easy way to do that. I did that with my kitchen when we moved in, like trying to decide what would go Mm -hmm. in each cabinet. So I did really like that. And with the labeling, I don't know if you noticed, they labeled not only like the containers or the bins, but also like the outside of the cabinets. Yes. And I did that in my classroom when I started teaching fourth grade. I started labeling the outside of cabinets of like, this is indoor recess. These are math manipulatives. And I loved that system because then not only does it help your students, but if you have a substitute Mm -hmm. come in, it helps them know as well. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I loved that they also talked about like high quantity items need to be ultra contained. And what better place that has high quantity items other than a classroom? There are so many things that we have because we have 20 something bodies that we're trying to supply for. So it's so important to have those bins within bins to really Mm -hmm. kind of define some of those, those pieces. Yeah. I loved the bins within the bins, uh, which is more reason. And we've talked about this before to stick to one like brand of bins, because typically they make them so that you can put bins inside of bins, which Mm -hmm. is very helpful. I think I'm going to get to that in episode seven. Okay. 
So we'll talk more about that. Um, but you mentioned them having like all of these different items. Yes. And at one point they brought up like the spices. And I think Clea and Joanna noticed, they're like, wait, you have spices in this drawer, but you also have them in this one. And how that leads to problems. And it's going to take you twice as long to find something if you have to look in two different places. Yes. So trying to categorize and then... If you have a large sum of a certain item, rather than splitting it up into two places, having like one big place to keep it so it's all together. The only exception I would say would be like backstock. It's okay to have your like, I'm using this right now and then have your backstock somewhere else. But for something like spices, when there's just so many different ones, it's like you you need them to all be in the mm-hmm. same place. Yeah, no, we have backstock in my house just because my pantry is super small. Like I don't have a ton of space. Yeah. So we will fill things up and then we have a spot downstairs in the basement where we keep a lot of the other items. And yeah. so we just always, we shop our basement first before we start to kind of define like, okay, what else do we need before mm-hmm. we go shopping? They also brought up museum gel, which this is something I learned about probably a year ago. And Bridget looks confused. Okay. I am confused. So museum gel is like this, this clear little sticky stuff that you can put underneath of like bins in order to keep them in place. So if you have like a drawer and every time you open the drawer, if the bins don't fit perfectly, they shift around. Museum gel is a way to like affix them to that surface so that they don't scoot around. And I think that is a huge game changer. Obviously, you wouldn't want to use it for bins in like cabinets where you're going to be taking them out and putting them back in. But for things like drawers where you just have organizers, if they're scooching around, you can get museum gel to help like hold them down. I recently got this like double-sided sticky tape because I have this new like sound proofing panel thing that I have in my room. It's behind me right now. She looks like she's in a studio. Yeah, it looks very official. But in order to attach the panels, I had to use the double-sided sticky tape and I had some left over and I went around my house into all the drawers and I was like, I'm sticking these things down. So it doesn't have to be quote unquote museum gel. You can use other things, but that is very, very helpful. Yeah, no. Did you have anything else? I didn't really have anything else other than I, my last bullet is LOL to breaking things. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah. That was the last thing that I put in there. Um, But I really enjoyed that episode. I really liked it. And mainly I like Drew Barrymore, but I really did enjoy it. I think they purposely put that episode first and it shows by the amount of notes that we had because there was so much good stuff in it. And I will say as the episodes go on, I feel like they're kind of less impressive. But one other note that I had for that one they talked about these vertical racks. So in the episode, they use them for cutting boards, pans, oh, things like that. What were they called? I'm. You know what's funny is I played that probably three times. And in my head, I'm like, what is she saying? I, I mean, I think they just referred to them as vertical racks. So I have one in my kitchen for like my, right. my pans. And I do love it. But my mind went to obviously like the classroom. How could you use these like vertical yeah. racks? I feel like it's perfect if you do not have like a laptop cart. Yes, that's where my brain went to. Yes, you could store laptops or iPads and, you know, you could still easily have them on like a charging dock, but it's clipboards. a great way to store them. Is yes, one, clipboards is another one. is another great one. Yep, yep. So those are definitely useful um, in the classroom as well. Okay, so this one technically carried over into episode two, yes. but obviously yes. we're, we're moving on. Um, so episode two, after they finished up Drew Barrymore, they did Winnie Harlow, who is apparently a supermodel. And it was her glam room that they were yes. organizing. So Bridget, thoughts? I notes? really liked, um, I think at one point they said something about having zones so that everyone knows uh-huh. where to put everything away, which I thought yep. was nice. For some reason, I have a bullet that says a Mabel, oh, Mabel rack. That's, I, I think that's what they were saying Oh, in the okay. beginning. Like, because remember the Drew Barrymore like carried over yes, a little bit. Yes. And so I have Mabel rack, question, question, okay. question. <laughs> like, that's what I wrote down there. Um, 
I also like how she mentioned, and this is still kind of in that Drew Barrymore because it carried over, but it said something about like looking for organizational products from all types. So like a handbag storage item can then be used inside of the kitchen and so on and so forth. Yeah. So I like that because I feel sometimes like we're always stuck and we're like, okay, we're looking for kitchen organization, but you can find things just like mm-hmm. we do with the Dollar Tree. We find all these weird random things to utilize yep. in the classroom to help us be organized. Yes, being able to have like yes. multiple purposes exactly. uh, for items. Exactly. Yes. So going back to the zones, I really like that they highlighted not only the importance of having zones, so dedicated areas for specific items, but basing the zones on what you have and and what you need. Every classroom is different and what works for you is not necessarily going to work for someone else. So for example, Winnie gets a lot of like PR gifts and and products and things like that. So she needed like a PR gifting zone. So when she gets packages, she can put them there Mm -hmm. and then things that she's going to give away can, can go there. So in your classroom, like if you are a teacher that has a lot of art supplies and you do a lot of crafts with the kids, you need like an art supply zone. Yes. If you do a lot of STEM projects, you probably need like a STEM zone. It's okay to have different zones than what other teachers have. You have to base it on like what you personally need. Mm -hmm. Exactly. I have a a section in my classroom that's all robots. So it has like all of these different robots and I have multiple different types that we use for like choice time and some of those like enrichment things. And so that's a zone and not every teacher has that zone, but it was something that I know that I wanted to incorporate into my own teaching that I then kind of created. Yep. They also brought up having space to grow. So in her vanity, they had like an empty drawer and she was so excited about it. This is something I think a lot of people overlook. They organize what they have and they fill up all of the space. But in reality, ideally, you would have space to grow. Mm -hmm. As we know in our classrooms, you know, your needs change or you get an influx of supplies. Like beginning of the year, trying to store tissues was always a nightmare. And you're like, but wait, like after two months, I'm going to have all this free space. But right now I need to put them somewhere. Something we started doing now, our students had like little lockers out in the hallway. Mm -hmm. So my team teachers and I would take like the two closest lockers to our classroom. And we, rather than assigning them to students, we kept those empty and we'd fill them with tissues. That is smart. Yes. Until when COVID hit, they zip tied all of the lockers because the kids had to like clean them out and then they weren't able to use them the next year. And we're like, but wait, we need to get in there because our tissues are in there. Oh my gosh, that (laughs) is so funny. Oh man. I didn't really have a ton of other notes for- that was it. For Winnie Harlow, although she is beautiful. I just wanted to throw that out there. Um, Yes. But one of the things, I think it was Joanna's son- I think they were in the car oh my and he gosh. was like, I have aged white aged cheddar. cheddar on me. <laughs> that boy, I think his name was Miles. He so cracked cute. me up. So cute. Oh my gosh. Oh, okay. and then I also loved, and here's just another random funny moment where they were like, they, the, her, their staff were like getting onto them and they're like, okay, so what? You're going to get to the airport like four hours early? And I'm like, yes, I'm not yes. the only one because I get so anxious going on a flight. I get there I so early. I know. I I love, I love traveling, but specifically I love airports. And so I love to get there early and just like dilly dally and spend time like walking around like I love it Billy not so much yeah um (laughs) so next in episode two was the Crasco Saltzman they were a family of three and they were doing the daughter's bedroom her name was Rylan and this is one where it it carried over into episode three so like they started it and, and it blended into episode three these were the two moms right Yes. Yes. Okay. Bless that little girl. She was so cute. I mean, she was all about wanting to organize, but she was not organized. Come on, guys. Let's just be real. How, who was good? Why are we lying to that child? She is not organized. I think she had so many toys. She that was so part of the problem. Toys. So much. And I think one of the pieces that I wrote down was just that getting rid of stuff is essential. Like editing is the key to maintenance. Mm-hmm. can that please be on a t-shirt somewhere like editing yeah. is the key to maintenance and then they also talked about like creating a system to like contain the various things that are happening um so 
I just, I love that if you were going to add something, something then needs to go away. You can't just yeah. keep constantly be adding, 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 adding without realizing that I have to take things that are, that are gone. Yeah. So one like key hack, if you will, that they utilized was adding wheels to bulky items. So she had this beautiful dollhouse that she, you could tell she loved yes. that thing. So they actually constructed a platform with wheels that the dollhouse fit perfectly on top. So it could easily be moved around the room. And I feel like this can be utilized in classrooms in so many ways. I know personally during the pandemic, I had a cart in my classroom where I would wheel the laptop around because I was teaching half my class in person and half my class virtual. And that was fantastic. I also used to have a cart even before COVID back by my like small group table. And it's where I kept a lot of like manipulatives and yes. supplies that I would need, but I could easily move it around, which was very, very handy. And then I realized I I do this at home too, because I built my little YouTube cart yep. where I have like my camera and my lights and my microphone, like they were all on this one cart that I could wheel out when I needed it. And I could wheel it into my closet yeah. and like it made my life so much easier it really does can we just talk about the fact that they're barbies like what oh yeah they are barbies <laughs> that is so freaking cute yeah joanna and clea like were made into their own barbies <laughs> yeah and joanna really does look like her barbie that was so funny yes <laughs> uh the last thing that i have on this episode is just uh, uh something that they mentioned that the number of bins is really going to be defined by the space that you have what what you're storing in that space and then the aesthetic you want. So obviously if you want like wicker baskets, the number of bins is going to depend because you can't stack with wicker baskets. They have to be separated, right. you know, compared to like the clear ones, which are stackable. So the number of bins that you need are going to be defined by those three elements, which I thought was good. Yes. I think that's a good takeaway. The only other two notes that I had, number one, they showed a scene where they were putting like a letter board together. Yeah. And this is part of like the decor, which is fine. But I just like in my head, I was like, don't do it. What a waste. You're never going to change it. Although I now have a letter board and I know you have one in your kitchen, Bridget. Oh, yeah. That thing changes like once every three years. Okay. Well, I have one on my entryway table, like coming into my house and I change it either at the beginning of the month or if someone's coming to visit, I put like a little welcome she message She is really for them. good about that. But the one I had in my classroom, mm -mm, no. yeah. Right now, mine down in the kitchen says it's better late than never. Oh, solid. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> Billy and I used to, we used to go to trivia a lot. It's something we love doing early on in our relationship. And you always have like a name for your trivia team. Our our trivia team name, please do not judge me, was better late than pregnant. Oh gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, it started out as Trivia Newton John, and then we switched to Better Late Than Pregnant. Anyway, last note that I have for this section, they were organizing her LOL dolls, and I had flashbacks to growing up. I loved Polly Pockets. Oh, so when yeah. I was real little, I had the the teeny tiny Polly yeah, Pockets. Yeah, there were little bitty like, ones. Yeah, the actual, like those were the original Polly Pockets. Then they started to have the little dolls that were like, I don't know, three or four inches tall. Yeah. And they had the rubber clothes. And I had a flashback to me organizing those, which I was very organized as a child. And this goes back to finding items and being able to repurpose them. I got a toiletry bag from the store that, you know, was made to hold toiletries, but I used it to hold all of my Polly Pocket dolls. So the top part of, hold on, this is so adorable. The top part of the toiletry bag would like unzip and it had those little elastic loops where you would put like makeup brushes and maybe like your toothbrush and stuff like that. But I used that to hold the dolls because they fit perfectly in oh there. And then underneath, I had all of like their accessories and their their clothes. And I remember there was like a zipper pocket and that's where I put all of the shoes. And like, it was, it was glorious. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> you could have already had your own little home edit episode if you just would have like followed that dream. Missed opportunity. Um, okay. So that one bled into episode three. Yep. And it then went into Katherine Schwarzenegger, which you should see how I tried to spell Schwarzenegger. She is so pretty. And I love she him. She is. I love, I, I was going to say, Chris Pratt. And Chris Pratt, literally, you want to know what my uh, notes were for this one? What? 
Okay, so I put garage, which they referenced it being like the junk drawer uh-huh. of the house, which I thought was very accurate. Yeah. My only other note, and I can say this because Billy's not home and he doesn't listen to my podcast. Can I just say, Chris Pratt was looking very yes. fine. <laughs> he was looking yes. good. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Oh and my gosh, yes. <laughs> I am not the kind of person, like, I I think Billy is very handsome and like, he, I look at him and I'm like, mm. I don't look at other guys and, and go like, oh, like they look yeah. really good. It doesn't happen often. No, like, I'm same. just like, eh, but I saw Chris Pratt and I was like, oh, okay, yep. Chris. <laughs> yep. I'm, all, I'm I here for, for it. I, I will rewatch that episode. <laughs> okay. So the, the really the only things that I have from this entire episode because they also did a home office. Yes, um, the Pascals. They were a family of four and it was their home office. Okay, yes. <laughs> See, you're so good. You wrote all that stuff down. Um, one, I really like that they said that so long as something is not encroaching into your living space, then you're able to keep it. But if it's, yes. if it's bleeding into another area, you need to like get rid of it, which was kind of like my big overarching theme of my takeaway from all of it is that yes. I think we have too much stuff. And we just need to learn to like live with less. Like there's mm-hmm. no reason for us to have so much junk. Like there really yes. isn't. Um, the other thing that I liked was, again, just creating the categories for like the various zones. But they're like categories. It wasn't like tent stuff, you know, um, like they did have sports stuff. Like it was outdoors. So it was a very yeah. large, broad category. Um, which I think fits really well as teachers because we do like math and reading and science. Do you know what I mean? And then that's then broken into their own specific areas. The last thing that I have is that during all of these episodes, but I I pointed it out in this episode, is that they are driving a Buick in Clove, in Clave, in Clove, whatever. They're driving a Buick. And now I am back on wanting to have a Buick as my next car. (laughs) (laughs) all right yeah Bridget and I are determined we're each gonna get new cars this summer I at least that's what we say we'll see if it actually happens happens. um my car just had its 10 year anniversary since I got it oh boo I got you beat mine is a classic it's 20 years old (laughs) okay but you all also have the truck that you got more recently yes so yeah so you do have a newer newer car yeah um but so my only other notes, which, and they were with the family in the home office. This kind of goes back to what you were saying about the zones. What I like is in the office, they mentioned having like a command station where you're like working and getting things done. And then you have like your zones of all the storage. And I think that's like what our teacher desk, those of us that still have yes. teacher desks, because a lot of teachers got rid of their teacher desk, which if that works, that's fine. But you still need a command zone, yeah. right? Like Or a command station, a spot to actually like work from. So I, I feel like in most classrooms, it's like you have your teacher desk, that's like your command station, yeah. or maybe it's wherever you have like your projector and your laptop, whatever. And then you have your zones for all the storage. I, I liked that kind of mindset. They mentioned a lot about, and this goes back to what you brought up about getting rid of mm-hmm. stuff. You choose the item or the space. Yes. And so ultimately it comes down to what is more important to you. Do you want the item or do you want the space? And I know for me, I love space yep. and I love having things be very like just contained. And so I choose the space. Yeah. But overall, I just want to say, I love how that home office turned out. Like they had these white shelves up on this mm-hmm. and I just, oh, well, I, I loved it. Yes. It, it wasn't all black and right, white. No. Like they had a lot of neutral tones, but it just, the flow of it was beautiful. And they utilized the door. They put storage on the back of the Zor, the, the door, the door yeah. for backstop, which I loved. And that I think idea. I mentioned that I I kind of hit on that in a different spot, um, but kind of utilizing some of those different spaces in mm-hmm. in a room versus always kind of just thinking of like the basic eye level zone, and it's like yes. utilizing that vertical space a lot more and some of the areas that you don't necessarily think of. Yes, I thought that was good too. Yes, okay. Can we move into episode yeah, four? Episode four. And then like I start to get kind of less and and it's like all random stuff that really has nothing yes. to do with organization. <laughs> no, uh, agreed. Agreed. Okay. Episode four started off with Lauren Conrad and her best friend slash business partner, Hannah Scarla. It's spelled S-K-V-A. 
A-R-L-A. Yep. I had to like look it up. But they were organizing their little business called the Little Market. And, and it was so a they, home. Let me just point that was, out again. <laughs> yes. It was like a house, but it was also a, a business. It was a very cute space. It was really, really pretty. I The first thing that I have written down is the hanging garland on the hooks. How many times have we said to use that for borders, for sentence strips, yep. for anchor charts? That is such a great way to utilize like vertical space. And this is where I kind of did enter into like make sure that we're finding all the space where that we're looking at that vertical part, which is really important. Mm -hmm. Um, because I feel like sometimes we, we will put a bin inside of a shelf and then you have like 10 inches like above that bin because that bin Mm -hmm. isn't tall enough. And now you're, you're losing 10 inches of space because you're not using all of it. And so that's where a lot of times we get hung up like in our organization is that we're not using it efficiently. Yes. And they, going back to that vertical space, they also used a pegboard with bins for some Mm -hmm. of that like touch access for those things that you need. And I know we've mentioned that in episodes before. I remember answering a TSH and someone had like a real small desk at home that they were teaching from and they were asking like how to maximize the space. And we suggested putting a pegboard. Mm -hmm. Ikea carries them. I'm sure Amazon does as well, but it allows you to really maximize that space and have bins on it for access to a lot of like the supplies, which clears up like your desktop area. Yeah, for sure. The only other note I had for that was on repurposing items. So they used this rack for tissue paper because they were using tissue paper very often to pack these like gifts. Yes. And so they had, I almost think the rack was meant for like blankets or quilts or something. It reminded me of like what you would put in a bedroom. Like my mom had a rack in their bedroom for like quilts, but they laid the tissue paper over it, which I thought was very creative. Mm-hmm. But it reminded me of like in our classroom, like finding ways to repurpose different items to organize. So I know for me, like I had a file drawer that I never used for actual files. So I used it for colored paper and it was an easy way to organize colored paper. I also needed to organize meter sticks and yard sticks for our measurement unit. And so I got a big PVC pipe and that was able to like hold them up vertically. So kind of getting creative with the way that you store yeah, things. Yeah, for sure. Um, I have in here about how they utilized uh, the backpacks and they had the backpacks and the hats that were hanging on the back of the little kit room. Then they also had the art station behind the main door. So they created the art station behind that door. And again, it's using that space so that that way you can maximize your storage opportunities. And OMG, that tour bus. Okay, hold on. Hold on. Yeah, I was going to say, ready. you're okay. jumping ahead. I am jumping. I Sorry. grouped this by like the families. Oh, so I'm not. What? Yeah, I see that now. Um, so, so what Bridget just talked about was the Hagen Joes. It was a family of four. They did the kids' room. I didn't really have any notes on that, so that's yeah. fine. We can like mine move was on. all about the doors, and that was pretty much it. Okay, so next is uh, Kelsey Ballerini. Yeah, I guess she's a musician. She's I had a country singer. See, I don't mm-hmm. listen to country. See. Okay. And yeah, it was her tour bus, which I love just seeing inside of like tour buses because I just want to know like what all they have. Um, So go ahead into the tour bus. Yeah, so I really liked how they had the separation from like the show and the life items, which I thought was really Mm -hmm. important. And I liked that they were talking about, and this is where it's so funny because it's like you and I, about seeing one project through to completion and that for me was like, oh yeah, because I don't do that. Because I think there was one point where they were like, hey, can you go and do this? And she's like, no, I got to finish this right now. Like I have to see it through. Like everybody has like a specific area. That way they can see it through to completion versus everybody kind of jumping from one thing to another, to another, which was great. Um, I also had that they had to use every vertical inch. So not short bins, but they had to be tall bins that that were like narrow for the bus itself. And Mm -hmm. that containment is a big, huge piece to the puzzle because that's going to help the system like stay in place. Like without the containment, things will end up falling apart. And that goes to like a junk drawer, right? Like when they open up those drawers, they had like individual containers in those drawers. If you don't have those individual containers, what are you going to end up doing? throwing it all in in there. there. Exactly. And then it's going to create a huge mess. Um, And so I think that was probably one of my biggest takeaways. Like, oh, I need to start containing things a little bit better, especially inside of drawers. Yeah. And you mentioned because it was such a tight space, they would actually 
they filled up some bins and put it underneath of the bus where yes. there was like storage. And so it reminded me like in our classrooms, there might be certain units that you only pull out once a year. So if you can pack that into a bin and either if you have like a, you know, a closet somewhere in the school where you're able to store it, or I used to have those big Sterlite tubs under my desk. Yes. And so it was just a way to have it like out of view, but I could easily get to it when I needed it. The only other notes that I had, um, so again, they use those sticky notes to mark the spaces Mm -hmm. and then also to mark their jobs like on their shirts, which I thought was funny. And then here was my only other note. (laughs) They show the tour bus and you could see like an Amazon package sitting there. And I had a thought, I'm like, if you're on a tour bus, how do you get Amazon I thought the same thing. (laughs) Literally thought the same thing. I was like, do they have it delivered to like... A store or, or like a are hotel? you like please see me at this one gas station we're gonna be in tour bus slot number three right right <laughs> like my mind went there and I was just like I don't know how they do it no. um but that one continued into episode five but we'll we'll move on because we kind of covered everything so after they finished the tour bus episode five then went into Danielle Brooks, who was tasty in Orange is the New Black. Did you ever watch that show? Yeah. And I loved her character. So it was really fun to see her. And it was a mom cave. So any notes on on that? The only thing, this is my only note for this. My biggest takeaway is that you need a space for yourself. Do not feel bad about having something for you. And this goes back to you talking earlier about the whole like desk situation for teachers. Mm -hmm. There is nothing wrong for us as teachers to have a space for ourselves. Like sometimes we're like, oh, well, the kids need to be able to get to everything. No, they don't. They don't need to get to everything. It's okay to have a space for yourself and to develop like a system for you that when you go and sit in that spot, it's yours. It's not something where a kid is like, encroaching into your area there is nothing wrong with that yep the only note I had at this point of the episode I felt like I was noticing they were spending less time talking about the actual organizing and it was more like the aesthetics and some of the small decor items that they were like putting out on the desks which was nice to see but I wish they spent more time talking about like organizing specific items so like She had all these sunglasses and they show it briefly of like how they had it on the door, but they didn't talk about like finding a solution for that. And I wish that they spent more time. Uh, Then it went into the Murphys, which they were a family of three and they were organizing this multi-purpose room. So literally it was like their laundry room, their closet, their office, their pantry, (laughs) their junk drawer. Um, This one kind of stressed me out. This one straight up stressed me out. Listen, I feel like you're going to have to remind me because we cannot put this in here, but they pulled something out. It looked like a netting and they called it something. Oh, yes. Is um, it a sex chair? Why did you say that? Okay. <laughs> I'm just saying it once and putting it out there. Um, I don't know. I mean, it looked a little flimsy, but they never like said that it was anything else. So I think it might have been. I'm like, oh my gosh, but- how embarrassing. Yeah, that, that floating out now. <laughs> like for everyone, will always see that and be like, mm, mm-hmm, "Know what you're doing tonight?" I mean, look, whatever floats your boat. Um, so one note from this that I flipping loved. They talked about when you have something that you want to donate, it goes immediately in the car. Like, do not pass go. Yes. Put it in the car. Because I fight with Billy on this all the time. He'll like leave the bag out, and he's like, "Well, I might add to it." No go put it in your car. Like mm-hmm. I, I will just go put it in his car. Cause I'm like, I want it out of the yep. house. <laughs> yep. I, and I feel like they kind of cheated because they created an outside storage shed for that, for that family. I agree. And I was like, I agree. Cheating. Mm. I, I think they were. Um, but one thing that they did that I enjoyed and I had as a note is they would use a cabinet to kind of force you to like not get more of something. So it's like, look, if I'm putting all of my like decor items in this cabinet, I cannot exceed this cabinet. And we hit on this earlier. It's like, if I get something new, I need to get rid of something. Yes, for sure. Um, so this one continued into episode six. Did you have any other notes on like, um, no, you mentioned the whole exceeding thing and that was pretty much all I had. 
Um, okay. And then I did have kind of in there, and I don't remember who this was with, but I, I have a note saying just kind of being flexible with how you're organizing your space. Like you may need to kind of reflect and readjust things. So just mm-hmm. know that just because you say that this is going to be a certain thing doesn't mean it has to be that certain thing, that you can be flexible and make some of those adjustments as you go. Yes, I think that's important. So after they finished that space, episode six then continues on with Erica Godwin, who was a teacher, and they were organizing her closet. It was really nice at the end. Yes, it was a beautiful space. I feel bad for her because the closet's all just like open and within her bedroom, which is really awkward. Uh, she like got rid of all of her black Thank clothes. You. She was. I am so happy you brought that up because in my head I'm like, oh, I would have kept all the black clothes and thrown out all the colorful stuff. I know, me too. And which she had a beautiful wardrobe, she and did. I feel like she could pull off those bright, vibrant oh my gosh, colors. She was like beautiful. it fit her personality. Yes. But I, as I'm getting older and older, I'm literally like, all I want is just everything to be black. And I'm like, what is happening yep, to me? I, I it's do. It's really bad. All neutral colors. I don't like to branch outside of my neutral colors. And yep. it just, I, and for me, it's because they all mix and mingle so well together. Like it, I don't have to sit and think through like, oh, what do exactly. I need to put? Because she had to think about like the shoes and the bag and the, like mm-hmm. making sure it all matched. I don't need to do that because all my stuff matches. Everything yep. matches. It reduces that like decision fatigue. And it reduces how much stuff I buy because then I don't feel the need. Because if I wear something colorful, um, yeah. I feel like I can't wear it for like another week or two, three weeks. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I can't just wear yeah. it every day like I do right now. I wear the same thing every day. <laughs> I know. No, I'm the same way. The only other note I had was not related to the closet, but there was a scene where Clea and Joanna were driving together. So Joanna was driving and like, Cleo was giving her so much crap because she's like, no, like, uh, like freaking yes. out. And that is Billy and I, I don't know what has happened to Billy lately. There have been so many times where he's driving and he like almost hit something on my side. And I'm like, Billy, and we end up getting into an argument because he's like, no, it was fine. I'm like, if I had not said something, you were going to like hit that pole or you were going to hit that car. And he denies it. But I've had multiple heart attacks over yeah. the past like month. <laughs> I've My anxiety having Trent drive has gotten worse because I feel like he's not going to stop. And it's like, I want you to stop. Yes. And I overreact a lot. And he knows it. He knows it. Oh. He's like, you're driving all the way to Texas. And I'm like, no, I'm not. <laughs> not yeah. Oh my gosh. Uh, so then the rest of episode seven was focused on Tyler Hubbard, who I guess is part of Florida Georgia yes. line. I know they're like a country group. I also don't it's really like a country rap kind of feel. Okay. Yeah. So they were a family of five and they were redoing their playroom. This one extended into episode seven. Yes. But did you have any notes on this? All, it was kind of the thing that I had already talked about in episode one, just like thinking about the audience and making sure that some of the things were low, some of the messy stuff is kind of up top. You don't want it to be something that if you don't want the kids to get to it, then put it up a little bit higher. If you want kids to have accessibility to it, put it down low. Um, and yes. then I like how they said, like, don't be so specific with the categories. Um, and then if you did that, like if you were super specific, people don't end up putting it away. So kind of being yeah. broad with some of those big categories yeah the only note I had was on the crayon and marker organization they use those like turntables yes. kind of like the lazy susan how on are the they table. gonna keep that like that well yes but then I had this flashback to when I was a kid and y'all this just speaks okay so much you don't me. count you're not normal in that sense have you met my children I no I understand so here here's what I did as a kid <laughs> oh, lord First of all, I didn't use markers very often. It was mostly crayons. I had all of my crayons in one of those like plastic shoe boxes, like the ones you can get from like the dollar store. Okay. Good system, right? They were all just kind of in there. Well, I remember a day and I'm not kidding. I was literally like five years old at this point. Okay. I decided I was going to organize all of my crayons by color, which is adorable. Okay. I dumped out my entire crayon bin and there had to have been a thousand crayons in here. Like it was packed full. I organized them all by color and I then like layered them in the the crayon box, rainbow. The issue then became when I needed a red crayon, it was at the bottom of the bin and I'd have to like dig. And so in hindsight, if I had one of those turntables as a kid, I would have used it and I would have maintained it. (laughs) See, no, not my children. Does not happen. Mm. Oh, so no wonder I turned out the way that I did. Um, Okay. So... That then flowed into episode seven and 
The other parts of episode seven, because I literally have no notes on these. They did the Gray family. They were a family of four. It was their office and then their son's like classroom slash creative studio. And then they did this like TikTok star. His name was Topper. Topper. It was his prank lounge. I just, I'm sorry. She's rolling her eyes. What's funny is I went to TikTok and I watched like 10 of his Did you really? I just can't. I'm not a big fan of TikTok. I'm not on TikTok. I don't go on there. I, I, I had no notes How for How interesting these. is it that people in America can become millionaires? I know. By creating It makes me mad. Something I'm sorry. Like it does. It upsets me because I feel like then when people hear influencer, and this is why I don't like when people call me an influencer, they, they think of people like that. And it's fine for entertainment and I'm sure it brings joy to people's lives and that's great. But I just, I don't know. Hence why she I don't think I want to get into it. She said his name. Yeah. Okay. We've already been recording for like an hour, so I'm not going to get into it. But I had no notes. Did you have any uh, The notes? only thing that I want to note on here is that when I was watching episode seven, it was probably almost nine o'clock at night. Okay. And they have a product line at Walmart. What? Yeah. I searched all the Walmarts. There's a Walmart about 18 miles away from me that Trent and I are going to have to go to so that I can get all of the <laughs> little bins. I am so excited about some of these bins because I don't have a container store close to me. It right. is too far. I just don't have the de- like the desire to go there. However, right. there is a Walmart next to me that has them, and I have a closet full of camera equipment that desperately needs to be organized, and I am here for all their bins. Can you send me like pictures or video of it? Because I'm curious if it's the exact same bins that are at the container store or if it's one of those situations where it's a slightly different I like, will. product line. I will. You know what I, I mean? I will. Okay. I'm very, very curious, but I'm also extremely excited about it. That's okay. really all I had um, for that. I was going to say, there was not these much were, else. It was 2 a.m. when I was watching yeah. these. So Even like episode minimal. eight, I have like one thing. <laughs> Yeah, basically same here. Um, So going into episode eight, they started off with Shannon Warner, who was a single mom. And she had her daughter, Ella, who was of like high school, college age, right? She was older. Uh, And it was their like guest house slash office. I didn't really have any notes for that section. I mean, it turned out really cute, but that was it. And then Kevin Hart's friend, Harry. It was his closet, which I got really excited when I saw the episode and it mentioned Kevin Hart. Because I was like, oh, I love Kevin Hart. And he was in it under like FaceTime. Yeah. Like he wasn't even actually yeah. in the episode. That's kind of how I felt too. Um, um, but what did you The have? only two things. Well, I actually have two things. So for the guest okay. office, one of the things that they did was they rearranged the space. And I thought that that was interesting. Like yes. moving the furniture ar- around to make it function a little bit better. And so oftentimes we think, oh man, this space isn't working. It's not organized. If you even think about rearranging the furniture itself, that can add to the flow of how things are going to work. And I think you're going to find like yes. better organizational strategies with that. The second thing that I found was the sentimental piece. And they mm-hmm. always mentioned with sentimental items. They said that you either need to display it or you need to find a way to store it properly because you're not yeah. doing the item or that person any service by having it thrown inside of a box that is just kind of garbage. And so now all of a sudden I have this desire to want to go and reorganize a lot of my sentimental items that I have downstairs. So to be continued. The only note I had was on the closet. (laughs) So his friend Harry talked about putting sneakers on ice, which I just loved that like terminology. And so he would buy like three pairs of the sneakers and he would have two of them on ice. So one pair he would wear. And then once that pair got like ruined or needed to be replaced, he had a backup pair. And then the third pair was like, I'm never going to wear these. They're just there like to be on display or whatever. So essentially he was creating back stock with his sneakers. But I related to this because I do the same thing with clothes and just in general things that I like. So for example, I recently got a shirt. So with powerlifting, you have to wear a singlet and then you have to wear a shirt underneath, at least for bench and squat. And it's very specific. It has to be like an all cotton t-shirt. It has to cover like your delts. Like there's very specific rules. So I, they recently allowed crop tops. Like this was a change within the Federation. And so I was like, okay, I knew the exact shirt that I wanted. It was out of stock. It finally came in stock. I ordered it. It fit and I loved it. 
But I told myself, I'm like, I want to be able to wear this, but I don't want to wear the one I'm going to wear to meet. So I want that one to stay preserved and like be in good condition. So I ordered the exact same so you're shirt. you're putting it on ice. I put it on uh-huh. ice. So I now have the exact same shirt, but I have two of them, one to wear for meets and then one to wear just like out and about. And I do this. I chucks my Chuck Taylors. I have like, I have like three of them. I have my gym ones. I have my, my everyday ones. And then I have a pair on ice and I cycle them through. Like uh, this was me. And I felt very validated by that. <laughs> I'm so glad. I am definitely so glad. Wow. Okay, that's it. Holy moly. Holy An crap. hour. An hour, guys. And I hope y'all enjoyed this episode. Um, <laughs> but let's get through kind of this last part. I do want to kind of remind you, so don't end the, vid- the 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 recording just yet, guys. Live event. We have a live event coming July 25th, and we are so beyond excited to finally be able to do this live event. It is in person, in the flesh. It's a one-day workshop that's going to be focused all on building skills and strategies in time management, organization, and productivity. The goal is to help make you feel so prepared and ready to tackle the beginning of the year and to develop that work-life balance that you that you need and want. So it's going to be in York, Pennsylvania. It's at the Terrace at Heritage Hills Resort. If you want to learn more or grab tickets, you can head to teachingonthedouble.com forward slash live event. We would also love for you that while you are there purchasing a general admission ticket to head on over and submit your TSH. We want to know what is sucking up all of your time. Maybe this podcast because it was so long. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Finally, be sure to subscribe to the podcast. We promise not all of our episodes are this long, but we do drop a new one every Thursday morning and you want to be notified when that does happen. And we would love for you to leave a review over on iTunes because it helps us to get into the ears of so many others. And we just love hearing from all of you. So until next time, be timely, stay organized, and be productive. Bye-bye. See ya.